I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Oh boy. Oh man. Episode 2. Episode 2, you guys. Of JC's comeback tour. JC, big T and little C. He moved that rock on Easter morn. <laughs> That's the wrong In Little JC. China. <laughs> he was born That's under a star from. in Little China. Like the Ramon song, I'm living on a Chinese rock. <laughs> or the Johnny song? Thunders. I think that's about heroin. <laughs> oh no! Aren't all Probably. songs Good about times. heroin in one sense or another? Not enough. Pretty much, except for "Cocaine" by Eric Clapton. That's actually about a girl. My girl, oh, Cocaine. It? She's from down south. <laughs> that uh, rhyme, I knew a girl okay. named Cocaine. The second she line. She came and dwelled in Spokane. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Keep going. Write this down. Kyle, write it down. <laughs> it's all She it's danced all night until I saw the light. And now I say my heart is full of pain. Oh. Cocaine. Anyway, that's uh, pretty bad, yeah. Welcome, one and all. Spooky time presence. I'm one of your hosts today. My name is Kyle. And unlike Kurt Russell, I have a clear and necessary part of this production. Um, who's joining me today? <laughs> In San Fran's underbelly. Wow, it's me, Cammy. Who else is joining us today? Well, it's me, Jarrett Miller, and I hate the police. Yep, <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, I hate the police for an unrelated reason to this movie. The police didn't but... do shit for anybody in this movie. No. Fuck well, that's true. They're just not helpful in general. They're not helpful. I used to be on the fence, like maybe it's not all cops, but no, it is. They all suck. Fuck the police. That's what we're going to go out with. Or Chinese rock. Yeah. Or the By Kim the Cattrall song from that one episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000, where Crow is just sitting there going, Kim Cattrall, Kim Cattrall, Kim Cattrall, Kim Cattrall. Remember that? Anybody? Is that the one when she, when she says, I love anal too, from like Sex in the City? No. Everybody loves anal. <laughs> oh. I was totally expecting her to go just full Samantha in this movie, and she never did. It was kind of a bummer. It's upsetting. Very upsetting. Because Kyle, as we all know, uh, the Spooky Time family, Kyle is like quintessential Samantha. I am such a Samantha. People on the street often stop me and just tell me that. They grab me by the shoulders and be like, you're a Samantha. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> I live yes. it. Offering you... Offering you, uh, what's the word, vibrators and, and clitoris suckers and, and all sorts of naughty things. Sounds like a parasite. What? <laughs> like I'm a parasite oh. or like what they're offering me? You mean Bong Joon-ho's parasite. <laughs> what a great film. A plus. Anyway. Anyway. Yes. So Big Trouble, trouble Little China. China. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Sorry. But you could edit that in such a way where no Cokes will be given. I could. Or. It's true. <laughs> or not. Oh, boy. <sighs> yeah. All right. Let's All right. get this party started. You so sound just... thrilled. Kyle, why don't yeah. you re <laughs> regale us <laughs> with am. the uh, a, a little plot synopsis for this movie? Tell us what happens, what the big trouble is, where little China is, <laughs> and who are our heroes. Oh, I just, I'm just thinking of the cat Honestly. meme. It's like, you know, you can have a little China as a treat. That just popped <laughs> into my head. Okay. Welcome yeah. to San Francisco, where the troubles are big and the bitches are China. I'm going to start every <laughs> synopsis Christ. with that this month. And I just, oh I, that's a theme, guys. The country. 
Yes, the well, we didn't do that like for the last movie. What what would you have said? Like I did uh, it for the last where movie. Where the town is small where, and the fog is foggy. Where the fog is thick and the bitches are thicker. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did right. say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Oh, uh, what's next? Uh, Prince of Darkness. I think where so. The, where the bitches are You'll fine and the think darkness is princey. I'll come up with something. All <laughs> right. Soft and wet. Now, our main man's name is Jack. He's a guy's guy trucking his way across America until a welched bet leads to a kidnapping, and Jack's got to make him pay for some reason. Uh, things get kind of weird as Jack turns into an alley to find a funeral procession turned shootout, turned kung fu jam, turned magic show. A lot happened in that one scene. It was crazy. Yeah. So it, tur- so it turns out Jack's yeah. buddy Wang's fiance was the kidnapped victim from the earlier incident and they need to save her from gangsters except they're not gangsters they're ancient chinese warlocks and she's the chosen one she was meant to destroy the sith not join them <laughs> awkward various oh, infil- you know. <laughs> various infiltrations escapes captures and fistfights ensue until it's time for jack to lead one last attack to stop evil chinese wizard well not exactly lead you know, but he's a valuable member of the team. They appreciate him. He only falls down a few times. Uh, when the dust settles, Wong's girl, Wong, yeah, Wong's got his girl. Little China is saved, and Jack chooses trucks over love. Also, there's an <laughs> ape monster that's never really addressed or dealt with. The end. That wow. thing was creepy as fuck. No yeah, one talked about odd. it. No one ever. I love. Uh, said a word about it. The like monsters and special effects in this movie. They're so cool. Mm-hmm. That's um, a, that's that's definitely a saving grace for me at least. They always caught me off yeah. guard because this doesn't seem like a movie that lends itself to having monsters in it, and yet there they are, just showing up. Yeah. yeah. So what do we all think of the movie? Men with weather weather related names. Yeah. Lightning, thunder, rain, right? Rain. <laughs> oh, is that what yeah. they were supposed storms. to be? Oh. Yeah, those three guys with the big hats. Yes. Oh, they love their big hats. Um, Inspiration for Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Uh, really? Ra- Raiden. And then David Lopan was the inspiration for uh, Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung. Right? Soul-sucking Shang? sorcerer. Really? I did not yeah. know that. Yeah. I guess the creators of Mortal Kombat loved it so much that they were like, we're just going to put these characters in our game and give them different names. Uh, 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 uh. Wow. that's yeah. And they also based the character off of... Jean-Claude Van Damme and then they just had one ninja with, with like six different colors they did not try yeah. very hard to make characters for the first Mortal Kombat game they kind of just cut corners everywhere they could it seems his name is Jean-Claude gosh darn yes that's what you gotta do Kyle you gotta cut those corners like you are weaving a tapestry because you know time is money honey and the less people you gotta pay the more that goes right back in your poquette you can't cut corners on a tapestry, Jarrett. Jesus Christ. You know, that's why that's why Wendy's burgers are square, because they do not cut corners. We could all take a lesson from Wendy's. <laughs> Hashtag bring back the big bacon classic. I can't believe that's like held up as a like catchphrase <laughs> for Wendy's for this long. <laughs> And I also remember learning that beef. like freshman year of high school. Yeah, honestly, like <laughs> that that was that was a marketing campaign for them, wasn't it? And we still use it to this day. Like, go Dave. Yeah, yeah. Where's the beef, too? Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, if that lady hadn't died, like they would definitely still be doing. Where's the beef? You think <laughs> like so? that old woman who couldn't find the beef. <laughs> why couldn't? They, <laughs> why would they just get a new old woman and say, "I'm her sister." And I found the beef. That's, Where's the bun? That's in poor taste. <laughs> Bring her back as a hologram. Get permission from her family. Yes, yeah, like Tupac Shacker and yes. uh, 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 what's that other guy? Michael Jackson. Uh, Prince? No, not Prince. Not Michael Jackson. Is Paul Newman still alive? I hope no. not. Paul Newman I think it was Paul. I think. Dead. I think Paul Newman was in a Cadillac commercial one year. My mom and dad were very upset about it. Really? That's weird. Why wouldn't they be just in a like, salad oh, dressing geez. commercial? I because th- oh. he's sick. Well, of does salad he really? Dressing. Is he really dead if he's uh, if his likeness is on all those products? I mean, a little piece of him is put in every bit of salad dressing. So I feel like at this point, there's more <laughs> Paul Newman out there than there ever was. 
Paul Newman's going to have my legs broke. Oh, Paul Newman's going to have my legs broke. <laughs> I love it. Sheepers. <sighs> oh, yes. Okay. I'm going to hop in. Cammy. I'm going to hop right on in and talk about some fun facts about yeah. this movie. Uh, we already yeah. talked about fun the Mortal facts. Kombat. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, non-fun None fun facts, girls slip and slide. Fun facts, girls grip and ride. Hey. <laughs> I need that on a bumper sticker so that I don't yeah. put it on my car because I work with children. Anyway. <laughs> well, they um, should know. So we already talked about Mortal Kombat. Um, I think the, the big, my, my big argument for this movie, um, last night we, we were all in our little Snapchat group chat and Jarrett was like, this movie's <laughs> racist. And I was like, where? Um, so I think let that me, let me, I let think, me rephrase. Okay. I don't, I don't think it's okay. I think what, if I had gone to see this movie back when it had released in, uh, 1984, what, what year did this come out? 86. Think, okay. Yeah. 86. If I had gone and seen this in 86, I probably wouldn't have even thought of that because it, it just kind of ebbs and flows because you have you obviously you can tell it's 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 very it's not super subtle in the fact that like Kurt Douglas, Kurt Douglas, Jesus, uh, Kurt, Kurt Russell, Russell uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> um, Kurt Russell is a fucking idiot in this movie. Yes, and absolutely. He's like the bad. He's a dumb John Wayne. Like yeah. and he's a trucker. And he's like very true to the trucker trope because I've worked with truckers and they they swear a lot more than him. But um, <laughs> but you got to think, um, fuck, what was it? Where was my train of thought going with this? He's an idiot. He's, yeah. he's dumb as he is, fuck. He's an American stereotype. Right. Yeah. But like, then you have I to. But like then you got to look. Yeah. If you're coming from like an Asian person's perspective. I feel like a lot of the time that's like that's the American stereotype, the like John Wayne, Texas yes. sort of clumsy, dumb, doing things too quickly without thinking because that is exactly it's not a stereotype. That's exactly how we are as people <laughs> in, in America. Um, I love that. OK, so so I mean. But then Aside, Dennis Dunn is like the yeah. is like he's the actual hero of this. He's actually he capable. He's the main and, character. And, but Kurt Russell he has like the one good thing about like he can catch shit or he's got very good reflexes. Yeah. But I mean that's I, I don't know. Um but he's, he's like a dog. He's, he's like a big exactly. muddy dog. He's like Doug from uh, up. You know the <laughs> from, golden retriever who can speak? I was hiding I was thinking under of your Doug porch from Doug. because I love you. Like that's <laughs> He's just this like big oafish sort of, but he's like still helpful and he's he kind of money. Helpful. Yeah, he's like yeah. the Han, the a clumsy Han Solo to uh, Wang Chi's Luke Skywalker, um, and that's it was purposely written that way. John Carpenter came up with the idea for this movie on his own, um, <gasps> and I think he Racist. wanted to turn the Asian stereotype in Hollywood on its head and make a movie um, that included Chinese folklore um, and did it pretty correctly um, without making any of the Asian characters into stereotypes, you know? Because, I mean, you've got... So this came out in 86. Two years before that, um, 16 Candles came out. So that's Uh-oh. like that's where we were with Asian stereotypes with like yeah. long This is duck definitely Dawn better than from... 16 Candles. Yeah. Um poor Getty oh, Watanabe. Like I feel so, I feel so bad for him because he he had some really great roles um you know in the 80s whenever he was, you know, really big. He's he's been steadily working since then, but um Okay, so in his top 4 known for credits on uh imdb his top one you're talking about dennis dunn i'm talking no i'm talking about getty watanabe from okay from 16k okay okay his out of his top four like known for credits on imdb one is 16 candles uh and the second one is gremlins 2 
in which he plays a stereotypical Asian tourist with the camera and everything. Oh, the one with the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, e. but he was in, um, he was in a couple, a few horror movies in, uh, the eighties where he didn't have to be a stereotype. And I think that the horror genre itself is sort of ahead of the curve. A lot of the time, whenever it comes to, um, casting people of color in roles that aren't just there for comedy and stereotypes. Um, this oh, okay. big trouble in little China isn't necessarily, it's not a horror movie. It's like, it's got pieces of, it, it I can was get scared. creepy. Um, like the, that, that spooky monster that ends up on his truck at the end. The one that kind of resembles like a Chinese dragon. You know, like, I thought it looked like a yeah, orangutan. Right? Yeah. With that big bug. Was... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Parts of this movie are, are pretty darn creepy, but um, it's it's definitely not a horror movie. I just wanted to talk about it because it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, Kurt Russell is not the main character in this movie. Fun. He's not fun. He's not, Yeah. He's an idiot. Only reason you think he would is just because he's, he's Kurt Russell and he's famous and he's hunky and mm-hmm. he's white so yeah the, he's the, the default assumption the is that he's going to be the main character but once the movie starts playing he's he's nothing more than a dumb sidekick yes which really bugged me i don't want him in the movie anymore like i cut him out of it and just have <laughs> me Russell? have this chinese yeah. adventure in san francisco and just let the chinese people do it yeah cuz that was something i had heard on a um i heard, it's it's different from Chinese, but they these guys on a podcast I was listening to they uh, they were describing what it was like to go to Japan or you know I guess just Asia in general. Um, mm-hmm. They they were saying that you know when you go to Japan and uh, if you were if you know Japanese and you start talking to a Japanese person in in American Japanese, they just kind of look at you like you're crazy or they think it's funny. Cause I guess just like when they, I guess when Asian people or maybe it's just Japanese culture, but when Japanese people see Americans, they're just like, Oh, it's like they, I think they think like Kurt Russell, big trouble, little China almost like, okay, Oh, yeah. big dumb idiot. And then it's like, Oh, big dumb idiot. Who also knows my language, like talking dog, essentially like what can be said. <laughs> Because that yeah. was the term they used on the podcast. Like, oh, they see a dog. And then it's like, oh, a dog that knows Japanese. Incredible. Great. Goofy. The shit. talking dog at the shell shack is singing. I'm pissed we never see that dog. <laughs> How did it breathe underwater? <laughs> Say, what's a Dogs dog? Dogs can breathe underwater. Say, what's a dog? <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. Um, The studio definitely kind of fucked with this movie and this was john carpenter's last like studio film that he did in the 80s for that reason um the opening scene where um uh egg is in the lawyer's office and he's like we owe jack burton everything you know he was real helpful to us or whatever the studio (laughs) asked him to put that that scene in to because they were like, Kurt Russell seems too dumb in this movie. Like, he needs to, we need to get the feeling that he's like a hero. I, what I don't understand is, like, who the fuck is running these movie studios? People who don't know anything about movies? Like, people who don't, like, is it because they just want money? Or oh, is man. it because they really can't read obvious subtext? It's not even subtext. It's there, you know? Well, it's just, okay. <laughs> it just, doesn't make okay. sense. The people who are run, who are running these fucking companies, they are not creatives or they're not PC. I shouldn't even say PC that that kind of puts a, a gross spin on it. They're not someone they're literally just there to make the dollar signs go yeah. up because like I'm listening there uh, to quote. An- there's another podcast uh, that Turner Classic Movies put out and it's cool. about um, uh, Brian De Palma made a movie mm-hmm. called The Bonfire of the Vanities. Yeah. And it was just like a fucking flop, I guess. And it was just like everyone thought it was going to be a great movie until like reviews started coming out. And it was just 
down the toilet. Everyone fucking hated it. And then like all of the uh, it's like all of the money people who are like, oh, what a great movie. Oh, my God. I can't wait to market this. And then it's just like then the reviews start coming out. and They're just like, oh, this is shit. This is terrible. And it's like, you know, then they try to fuck with it to make it better after previews and stuff. And then it just makes it worse. And it's like, don't let the people do the thing. Have you guys ever ever seen the TV show episodes with uh, Matt LeBlanc? No. You mean Joey? Yeah. Well, it's a... How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's essentially a show... (laughs) About what we're talking about, you know, some American studio says to, you know, a British couple who made a really successful TV show, like, hey, can you make an American version? And then they go, they take their show to America and then just committee thinking and, you know, bureaucracy. And eventually their smart, you know, relevant uh, child, you know, coming of age story is just Mm -hmm. what if Joey has to flirt with this sexy librarian in this, you know, hockey team? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it's. It's just so perfectly just I'm the like coach of my son's hockey team, and now I gotta sleep with his with his the goalie's mother. I got two dates game. on the same night, and uh, yet it's... if it affects my major league comeback career, then we'll talk. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's oh my studios. They're just no, but you can't strike out because if you but... strike. If you try and do something different, it could fail. So you have to do the same successful thing over and over again. Yeah. It just makes no sense because it's just like I constantly, I don't know about you guys, but just like I am constantly berated by Instagram ads where it's just like, we need fresh, Netflix needs fresh content or we need your scripts and all this stupid no, shit. they don't. And I'm God, just like, they've got no, you so don't. much. Yeah. It's like at the point now where I like, ugh, I feel like by the time we're in our 50s, we're we're all gonna hate Netflix. Netflix is gonna become what the cable companies were. Yeah, you're right. And then there's gonna then we're gonna all go back to cable, and they're like, you can pick your own, you can pick any channel you want. And I'm like, oh. that would be really nice. I think they do that now, but like, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't and have I cable. We have Turner Classic Movies again. <gasps> you can get. I think. Uh, you got you guys should just get uh Hulu, Hulu Plus or whatever. Yeah. Cuz I got that, the Disney and the ESPN and we have like the live TV and it's like 70 bucks. Oh wow, that's not bad. But Jasmine pays for it cuz I pay for the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker. But anyway, Bonfire of the Vanities. I mean, uh Big Big C and Little T. Big Bonfire Uncle, Little Vanities. Uncle Buck. <laughs> Big He's cooking our garbage. China. <laughs> <laughs> and little McCully. <laughs> yeah. I have a, can you imagine? Picture this, if you will. Uh-huh. Osmosis Jones. No. <laughs> but with McCully Culkin, the day after the events of Uncle Buck. Like Uncle Buck has gone home to Chicago, and now, um, his, him and his sister are back home, and then all of a sudden he gets a stomachache from the garbage food they were eating. And then Osmosis Jones is uh, is is there, except instead of Chris Rock, was it Chris Rock? No. Who is who is Osmosis Jones? Uh, Are you sure? It was. I think it, I think it was Chris Rock. It was Mel Brooks. Yeah, no. but instead of Chris Rock, it's Mel Brooks. Yes. A Jewish was Osmosis cop. I'm pretty sure. I it was swear Chris to you. Rock. Yeah, you're right. It was Chris Rock. I don't know why I. I <laughs> I haven't actually like seen that movie all the way through. I just remember that was like before. Yeah, he's the he's the medicine. The medicine. Oh, that's right. Bill Murray gets a zit popped on screen. Oh, Bill Murray! Thinking back on Bill Murray's performance, it's disgusting. I don't want to watch it anymore. (sighs) Ah, good times. Okay, so big trouble in Little Vagina. Do you have any more fun facts? Oh, I have several. Um, so, um, this movie was originally written as a Western. The original idea was that it was going to take place in like the 1800s and instead of his truck being stolen, it would be like his horse or whatever, which is a cool concept that I would like to maybe, I would love to see this movie remade, um, with Asian writers and an Asian director. Um, and I think that's the that's the main reason why this movie feels kind of like, eh? like, is this one hundred percent, one hundred percent? It's because it was written and directed by a white guy. Um, and in reading like 
interviews with the uh, like actors who worked on the movie and stuff, it seems as though everybody had a really great time on set and John Carpenter did his best to be um, as just inoffensive and authentic as possible. Like yeah, uh, I de- well, I one of the guys, don't think he's racist. I just, I, no, I'm not sorry. At all. I just, I, I, I definitely don't think John Carpenter is racist, but this, and, but I mean, you know, cause we are, we're looking at this through, you know, we're not looking at this through eighties rose colored glasses. We're looking at this through like modern time glasses, but at the same time, it's like, it has ebbs and flows. Like some things are like a little tone deafy. Other things are kind of like right on the money where it's like Kurt Russell. Like I said, Kurt Russell is obviously the idiot. And then Wang is like the main guy where he's just like, I am capable. I am smart. I am just, yeah, I can Kung Fu I'm, kick. Like, 30 I'm the real the hero. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then like Kim, it's just, it's just like honky fucks it up for everybody. <laughs> That's what it's all about. But no, I'm sorry. Continue. Continue. Because, like, if this movie had gotten remade, like, uh, who's a good, like, if, uh, did Aquafina, who made, um, like, if Chloe Zhao or Aquafina were, like, attached to, like, a remake of this movie, like, a period piece, like, in a, a um, 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 uh, like, an 1800 setting, like, in, that that sounds like way more bossy because that's like when I feel like shit could be more. I I feel like you can get away with the magical realism aspect more. Yeah, I would like for to see time. maybe like remake it with an Asian director, but have John Carpenter like produce it or something, so yeah. that he's still attached to the project, so that it still feels like or like a sequel. You know, you could you could Ooh. add more to this story. Um. Anyway, anyway, we'll we'll get into our scenage in a little while, but um, okay. So, a few things about the scene in the brothel when he, you know, walks in and he's got the glasses and the jacket and the tie, and he's like oh, yeah. kind of a dick. First of all, Kurt <laughs> Russell was super sick with the flu whenever they filmed that entire scene. But also, if you've ever seen the movie Used Cars. He's wearing his yep. exact outfit <laughs> as a, like his Rudy Russo suit in that scene. And I pointed that out when I was watching that. I was like, that looks exactly like his his entire wardrobe from used cars. And sure enough, I looked it up and it was. Um, what a just that movie's it's so classic. ridiculous. Oh, yeah. My dad uh. made me watch it. And then he hit me. And he's <laughs> oh, after no. I didn't. <laughs> And then he's like, we're going to go buy a car now. He's like, is it going to be like used cars? He's like, exactly <laughs> like that. Rudy Russo. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. Look. Anyway. Um, the tour bus that Egg drives is still in operation. It's from 1936. Um, and it was originally used for... Uh, tours around Yellowstone and it's actually still used to this day. You can ride oh. on the tour bus from Big Trouble in Little China if you go to Yellowstone. Um, I want to ride on the tour bus from Suicide Squad. Just yeah! Kidding. I watched that this past week. I liked it. Anyway. <gasps> um, oh <laughs> Egg's uh, garage office thing is the uh, firehouse building from ghostbusters <gasps> they didn't it's call the, the ghostbusters one. no who should i have called i feel like ancient chinese like sorcery is kind of out of the ghostbusters league like that's i think the ghostbusters that... shoot giant super lasers and they can handle pretty much anything with giant lasers well, then that's totally. murder because they're technically like alive people. Yes, they're they not will, like they, they will murder these Chinese magic gangsters, and yes, that's but it'll be handled. <laughs> the problem that's will when be it solved. gets into a little bit of a uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That's when it gets into the iffy territory for the Ghostbusters. Dan Aykroyd is dealing with a divorce. Uh, Bill Murray uh, <laughs> is that his kid? Is Oscar his child? We don't know. Um, <laughs> do we know that? Do we ever learn that? What? And once Oscar, Sigourney Weaver's son. 
Oh, the baby. From Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. Vigo eat baby. <laughs> um, the Chinese lettering on the main titles <laughs> translates to evil spirits make a big scene in little spiritual state. <laughs> That's lovely. It's poetic. I like yeah. it better. It is pretty lovely. Um, oh, um, okay, so yeah. we know, we, <laughs> we know, um, so J- James Hong plays, um, David Lopan, right? And we know James yes. Hong from everything. Everything. That man has been in, he's everything. in Blade Runner, he's in all the Kung Fu Panda movies, he's in, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, he wasn't Blade Runner. Yeah, he's in, um, well, he's in Wayne's World too as Cassandra's dad, and that's where I know him from. Oh, yeah. yeah, and that—that's that's another thing where I'm just like shaking my head, like, oh god, like this this movie, even though he's evil, is like so much more dignified yeah. than Wayne's World too, which makes sense. But or this Seinfeld. guy's been in 443 things. Fuck me, insane. He he's does a lot of voice acting too. Um, but he, so the scene where they're doing the whole wedding ceremony, right? And he's coming like out of the mouth of that big, you know, setup. Um, and uh-huh. he's coming down like an escalator, right? He was terrified to do that because he was on like 12 inch um, shoes. I want to say sexy shoes is not uh, the, the right word, but I guess that's going to have to do because I can't think of the lifts, I guess. Um, he was on like 12 inch lifts and he had to go down an escalator and like balance oh my God. with these super long robes. He was like, I'm going to get sucked in. Oh my God. And so <laughs> he's terrified. He looks so, so like serious and dignified on screen, but he was like, I wanted my stuntman to do it. I was like, call my stuntman. No, call, call him, have him do it. Call they were like, no, there's, there's no time. You have to do it now. And so he's like shitting himself in that scene, but Mel's you can't in San see. Bernardino. He'll never make it in time. <laughs> Poor guy. But yeah. So, Fucking um, Mel. Also, whenever he goes to, like, push the, the needle into... Uh, it's Mao Ying, right? Um, Wang's... Yes. Fiance. Love interest. Um, when he goes to fiance. push the needle into her hand, he does it too hard. Um, and you can tell because she kind of, like, winces. <laughs> and it's... It, yeah, it's kind of sad. But... Um... That's not the first time Wang's made her wince. <laughs> hi It wasn't Wang, but okay. Um... No, yeah. So we can we can move on. We can talk about the the parts of this movie that that we liked, disliked, things we want to talk about in general. Kyle, I feel like you haven't talked much this episode. I want you to go first. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say my biggest noteworthy scene was the funeral, gunfight, karate fest, magic <laughs> happening, because it's that just like fun. this. Like this movie's so the whole movie, <laughs> no, just that one bit. Because like the movie has like all these different genres of like, oh, there's gonna be gangsters, you know, there's gonna be Chinese culture. We're gonna have some magic yeah. in there, and then rather than introducing those concepts maybe one at a time, they just kind of flick a switch and it's like, oh, it's all happening now. Uh, uh-huh. What's yes? What was the name uh, Wang? Like when he's talking to Kurt Russell. Like from that point, for like the next thirty minutes, the only things he says are, "Hey Jack," and then it explains Chinese culture to him. It's like, these are the, you know, ABs and, you know, they're going to fight the BCs and the CDs are the ones who are in charge of the whole thing because, you know, DE was assassinated. It's like, you're really throwing a lot of stuff of names at me right now that I'm not really connecting to things. Like, just, uh, yeah. yeah. And I don't know, that this movie, it did feel like it jumped into the pool a little too early and, you know, the water was cold, man. You wasn't very comfortable. You shouldn't have jumped in like that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it is would have thought it would have like... warmed up a little like go 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 very sudden i know what you mean and that that and the fact I that like kurt that, russell though, sucks my attention it kind of threw me you off thought a little kurt bit russell sucked? Yeah, well yeah well like the fact that it all happened at once and then that kurt russell who's our main theoretically our main character has it's just been sucking the entire time and yeah, i'm just like yeah i don't feel any sympathy like i'm not really invested here you know you're pushing me away by giving me all this chinese exposition that i don't understand 
I just feel that this this is an example of how the movie should have been like just paced differently throughout. Yeah, it, it it all that's I think that was kind of because I had tried to I had, I had tried to watch this movie uh, a few years back and I don't think I even finished it. I think I maybe got like forty five minutes in, if that, and I was just like, I'm okay. I think I'm fine. Like I don't need to watch any more of this. I've been um, watching this movie it, since I was a kid, and I think well, that that's the thing has a lot to do with it. I think so too, because that's that that's kind of because after I finished the movie, I kind of went down a rabbit hole of like YouTube videos where it's just like, is it woke or is it uh, not woke? And I'm just that was one of the videos I saw. Yeah. Um, and the answer I was is like completely in, neutral. Yeah, it, it, right? it totally, and you know, because it's got it's got it has an argument for both sides, a hundred percent. But I, I think, you know, if I had seen this movie, because this is, I feel like, on par with something like uh, maybe like Goonies or Indiana Jones or something like that. Uh-huh. I, I feel like if I had seen this in my youth, I would have responded to it a lot differently than I did now seeing it for the first time, like all the way through. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. I, I think what Kyle just said the pacing, because I think we're thrown into everything like, I, I don't know. It's just like Pretty in quickly. some movies, I feel, yeah, everything's just like, I feel like everything's like going way too fast. And then all, and then we kind of get to our resolution a little too quickly and then it's over. And I'm just like, oh, what did, what did we learn? What friends <laughs> did we make along the way? How did Kim Cattrall get all this makeup on? Good for her. Kim Cattrall. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I couldn't, it's like, I, it's got all those like John Carpentery tropes, like brown walls and, uh, and, and st- like so many Myers. Brown, like, well, just kidding. Yeah, pretty much. And Kurt Russell's there too. Like watch mm-hmm. a John Carpenter movie. A lot of those walls are brown or gray or blue. It's like, and hmm. a lot of the time it's like, you can just tell it's a set. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I still love it. It's just, I don't know. I it's got all the pieces to like of it. a fun movie. I think they're just kind of assembled in the wrong way. Yeah. It's like we put the feet where the teeth should go. And the teeth are where the, well, you know the rest. Like our I friend, Mr. Like friend of the show, Mr. McGregor. Third. That's stupid. That is it so is dumb. Stupid. Who's, who's second really then? Sense. Kim Cattrall. Uh, yeah. She's not. Yeah. She's, and then they got honky. the they like got... third main character. She's fourth, maybe. I feel like the only reason that she's really like a main character is because she also gets kidnapped. For yeah, real. just it mm-hmm. seemed like they kind of just put her in. Like Kurt Russell needs a love interest. You know, what if this rare, you know, once in a thousand years trait is also had by this white lady? Like maybe we can just put her in the scene too. Yeah, and yeah. it's just just cut. cut mm-hmm. This is gonna be. It's gonna sound bad. Cut all the white people out of this movie. They don't belong. Exactly. Well, and he kinda, says that in the movie yeah. when when Kurt Russell's like, um, he said, I'm feeling like kind of an outsider here. And one of them turns to him and goes, yeah, you are like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't belong there. He's just and helping that's them like out. One of the part, it's so above his That's head. like a flourish I did like. Like, you know, it's yeah. just like, oh, that's like some of the self-awareness. I don't know. Because the guy who the video that I watched that I found the most like interesting uh, argument on this he this the uh, i can't remember the youtuber but he cites like an episode of like next generation um star trek before he starts oh, star trek <laughs> star trek 100 okay. percent because it, it, it's like about like i guess the enterprise meets this um they come in contact with this alien race of like no sex aliens and one of the yeah. captains falls in love with them mm-hmm but then it's like about how or they have no gender and it's about how like but it the actor is a woman who's quote unquote no gender falling in love with a a, a spaceman and uh mm-hmm. it, but so it, it 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 I don't know if it was two men it would have been progressive I think but then they have like a weird thing about like conversion therapy so it's like it seems very woke and then all of a sudden it just like pulls one of those weird stops out but it's like I don't know it's like it has like the wokeness and then 
stumbles with a different message, but I mean, well, I I, I, I watched Star Trek recently. I remember that episode, and I'd say it it definitely does have the woke thing of like you know you have to be free to do your own thing in society, but mm-hmm. then it does the science fiction right. thing of these are aliens. We cannot apply human morality to their every action. That's just not the way aliens right. work. And so yeah, the, when it becomes conversion therapy and you know brainwashing, it's kind of like, Ugh, is that the right ending to this? thing and it's like it's yeah, the right science it's, it's like a misstep and i know like nothing's perfect but at the same time it's just like some i feel like that that part would go over some people's heads completely like parts of this movie where it's just they only see it as like oh like you know this is a very pro asian um pro chinese film where you know uh the western western actors kind of get left in the dust and it's it's a, a true representation of past and present of Asian life in the 80s. But mm-hmm. uh, like like I said, there's there's good and there's bad. And I just it's a moot point. And I, I don't know. It just the movie. I didn't like the movie enough to make the argument. To um, protect it, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term, or protect it. That's a stupid word. But like. Um, Really defend it defend it yeah yeah and and but and so i don't know i think it's it's one of jc's weaker films it's better than uh it's better than like what's the last movie he made like ghost the of Ward mars or some shit like <laughs> ghost of mars yes. you're really against that movie that movie's i not hate good. ghost of mars <laughs> is ice sucks. cube in it yes, yes. i think so i, I need know. to see it i've never seen it um yeah, I think that he he I think John Carpenter did what he could and he can't be faulted for trying. Um That's a good point. Yes. Because his in- his intentions were always pure. They were always good. He didn't set out to offend anyone. He didn't set out to go like, "Oh, I hate Asian people. I'm going to make <gasps> a movie and exploit them." No, he was like, "Let's do this. Oh, you Let's have to make isolate a cool that. movie." Um, and yeah, like, I think, I think the, the guy who played like lightning or something, I read about how he, he walked into the audition. There was an audition going on for the movie and like every Asian actor that he knew was there to audition. And he walked in and immediately started just like doing martial arts and John Carpenter (gasps) was there and he was like, no, no, like we're going to run lines with you. Like. You're not here to just to look Asian. You're not eye candy. Do, son. Yeah, exactly. Like you're not here to just do martial arts for a movie. We want you to be a character. Um, oh. And he that wept. wasn't really something that was happening in the eighties. Um, yeah. There were, so, so I think that th- this movie is really, it's a gem because it tried that's true. Um, That's a good point. Nowadays, point. would it fly? Probably not. I think that a lot of people would be upset, uh, rightfully yeah. so. And but but, I mean, this is also coming off of like the blatant racism of Temple of Doom, like the second Indiana yeah. Jones movie. Like when you're comparing the these two movies because they have the same like energy. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like the Temple of Doom and Big Trouble in Little China. I feel like if you like one, you'll like the other, especially if you were a kid in the 80s. But is it Kim Cattrall in both of those? No, no. Or is, she in, um, is she in Temple of Doom? No, that's uh, uh, what's her name? Steven Spielberg's wife. Debbie. Capshaw. Mrs. Capshaw. Spielberg. Mrs. Kate Capshaw hyphen Spielberg. Um, yeah, because uh, Temple of Doom is has not aged very well. And it's, mm, mm. Uh, it's the reason that I'm sure a lot of people were turned off of Indian food for a long time in the United States. And <gasps> you know that you've got that whole scene where they're sitting at dinner and they're freaking out because they're being served like live snakes and beetles and eyeballs and shit. And it's, it, it's just so, ridiculous and bizarre that i have to watch that movie when i watch that movie now i watch it from the perspective of willie scott kate capshaw's character who's just insufferable the entire time um and like pretty racist you know like that tour guide you had what that tour guide 
Oh no! It's Jesse (laughs) James. I remember that. That's we haven't talked about that since Halloween. I just remember Cammy called her insufferable. (laughs) Yes, wasn't her name Fran? Kentucky Fran. I don't probably. I I don't know. Oh, I forget what episode it was. Listen to our Trios of Horror podcast and figure out what episode Cammy talks about Kentucky Fran and. I think it's Patreon.com. I know exactly which one it is. Spooky Time Podcast. <laughs> Spooky time. It's all behind the paywall now, folks. Um, yeah, so I, I hold this movie near and dear to my heart, and it is better. It's a better depiction of Asian people than Temple of Doom is by yeah, Leaps or Hellraiser. Um. Even like short round is. Oh like, yeah, I think the fact that his name is short type. round is a bad. And he's sign. so little. He's a kid. He's a child, and he's still like yeah. being fed these like, you know, s- just stereotypes. These lines that he. Some of the lines that he says are just like, Ugh, come on, like, they don't even eat fortune cookies in China, please. Poor kid. Is that kid? Was that? Kid also, yeah. Short round and data are the same kid. Yeah, from Goonies. The Goonies. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh. Oh man. Yeah. Um. Anyway. He's in post production on something called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. That sounds fun. Cool. I think it sounds like it's every everywhere. Oh man, I don't know where my body stopped and Kyle's began. Wow. Anyway, so there are any other scenes you want to talk movie? about? Huh? I know we oh, kind of. I said my scene, and then we all just kind of got oh, off on the whole race yeah. tangent. <laughs> Was there anything else you guys want to talk I about, just, or do we want to go to the rating? Well, um, I just I don't have a favorite specific scene. I just think my well, the my favorite part of this entire movie is like when Kurt Russell pull like makes a knife come out of his boot and he just stabs that dude as he yeah. like somersaults him over yeah. him. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> and then later and he's trying like to get the guy point. off of him and he can't. So everybody <laughs> around him is fighting and he's just struggling to push the guy off of him. Again, just like the dumb fucking he's dog, like, ah, the dumb no, American. Yeah. <laughs> The sets uh, in this movie, mo- movie, the sets in this movie, um, yeah, the like, sets in yeah. this movie are so beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. And I know, like, I feel like that whole, like, 80s Chinatown aesthetic with, like, you know, like, all the neon and just bright red everywhere is so gorgeous. And the, the scene where they're doing the whole wedding ceremony is just, it's such eye candy it's so pretty to look at um that whole set is very cool this is john carpenter's blade runner correct what about escape that, from new york i i i haven't seen prince that, of darkness I mean, that's all the way cause... through but later on we're doing um in the mouth of madness oh, man. I, oh baby i didn't finish that movie because i was bored so i'm gonna try it again yeah. I'm gonna say, as someone who liked that movie, like you don't need same. to finish it. It's really just more of the same from wherever you left off. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, sounds good. What's it called? Yeah, you. I. I didn't like. I will say this. I did not like Prince of Darkness on my first viewing. My second viewing, I was like, "This okay, movie cool. fucking rules." And then the third viewing, I was like, I, "I fucking bark. love this movie." <laughs> I. I think this is. You, yeah. I th- honestly think I might like this movie. This is probably up there with like one of my. I think I like this almost as much as the thing. Really, and, like, Halloween Prince and of shit. Darkness. Cool. Yeah, yeah, because it's got it's really Alice Cooper's in it too. Really. And uh, oh, Dennis yeah, Dunn and, and uh, Victor cool. Wong come back. He's very pale and just scary. like my ex-wife. <laughs> oh. Oh boy, Kyle! So, anything else about? Um, yeah, it's it's very it's a very John Carpenter film. I would hope one. so. It's so his I month. just uh, yeah. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? I would hope so. It's his month. What's I would the like heck? to pick the most John Carpentery films for the John Carpenter month. Yeah, it's very like you, when you get into like the whole faith. I don't. I'll, I I'll, ooh, I got more to talk about. <laughs> next. next week will be a big I'll, one. I'll say it then. Stoked. All right, friends. Rating. Yas. How are we going to rate this one? 
Kyle do, goes first. Do we remember what our system was? I did not write that down. Our system is... Crap, Two I made it up. What was it? A, um, you had a really good one, too. It clicked with me. It was... Oh, before I forget, this movie also has a really, really good score. I'm a huge fan of <laughs> anything that John Carpenter makes music for. Um, the music, I'm, I mean, um, that like synthy 80s deliciousness. So good. I was listening to um, the soundtrack no, while no, I was no, like no. doing, you know, taking my notes for this movie and stuff after I had watched it. And it's just so much fun to listen to and just have on in the background. It makes you feel like you're like <laughs> in a movie in the 80s. So fun. <laughs> this movie, yeah. this movie soundtrack from the 80s makes me feel like I'm in a movie from the 80s. It's perfect. Yeah. It's like quintessential. Get out of town. You know, Cynthia 80s goodness. Um, you know what? I forgot. So <laughs> poisoning. Uh, One through five I troubles forget. or we give it the little China. We'll, <laughs> we'll, I'll look back and I'll figure out what our thing is for next okay, week. Okay. This movie gets four big troubles. Okay. That's me. fine. Four. Four Johns. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give it. Give it the <laughs> old two. One through five Johns okay. and then you get a carpenter. <laughs> That's not it. That's, that's like so Jesus. Um, Whatever it is. Yeah, I got two. I give it. Uh, I'm giving it two little troubles. I'm giving it two. You're giving two it two as well. Four. Two, two for you. Two twos and a four. Christ. Yeah, but dabba do. We like talking to you. All right. Yeah, we do. And we'll be back next oh, week. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Kyle, yes. where can we find you? Uh, Twitter, old man yells at clouds. I've been posting like a fucking fiend. I'm not even a third of the way done. You mean on Instagram? Yeah, I say Twitter. I'm on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I have I had like 200 saved up, and I think I've gone through like 50. Yeah, yeah, we know. Oh, Taylor was god. like, "Is Kyle done? You're an animal." <laughs> oh, Taylor, Is Kyle finished yet? <laughs> you are in for it. I will no, never he's not. stop. Sorry. It's like there will be blood. He's just gonna be like hunched over his bowling alley in the basement, and be like I'm finished, and just like I must finish ah. my work. Uh, Jared, where can we find you? Yes. You can find me, your boy, J Dog, J Dizzle and the Hizzle on Instagram at daddy underscore dangerfield, Twitter, Jared underscore Miller. Bang bang bort. Cammy, where can, can find we me find on you? Instagram and Twitter at Magic Ghost Baby. You can also find us um, as a podcast, as a network, on Instagram at Spooky Time Network, and you can find us on Twitter at Spooky Time Net. We will see you next week with Prince of Darkness. And we're not going to go out with any song. They lied to you earlier. Goodbye. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, bye. <laughs>